0: Welcome to the wardrobe of life.
1: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't
0: know if you know anything about getting fake penises. Trippery bite. No, it's a shit. One
2: <laughs> shall stand, one shall fall. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> do that. Yeah. Oh. I love pineapple. Would you not ever hate when you ate it and your tongue like and
1: bleached and swells?
0: <laughs> In the wardrobe of life, there is always something different. Okay, gorgeous. We're not a couple. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, I am wearing I am wearing a hat because I I had an accident.
2: <laughs> what What happened? There?
1: I had an accident. It just it just got all buzzed off. Uh, we started cutting it, and then it just got progressively worse, and then. <laughs> that
2: so looks it was good. Just, it looks good. Come on, dude.
0: Luckily, this is the, that's only the, this is only the second time I've seen that. Um, the, <laughs> <fair to laughs> mind, the first time was about sixty seconds ago, just before uh, I signed in. Uh, he quickly showed me, and I was like, <laughs> "To be fair, we've got a nice three three way hat selection yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah it's, not,
2: it's not so bad. Yeah.
0: It Luckily, was, I didn't I, wear my cravat, or I would feel very overdressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely looking for a cravat earlier. I was like, I'm going to wear a wee nice yellow cravat with my blue shirt, and I'll look quite the bomb, and, uh, and I didn't. <laughs>
2: I, I think you us down, to be honest with
0: you, I think. That's,
1: that, yeah, yeah. So, uh, today we are joined by the real Lost Boss himself, uh,
2: Neil Scurra. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate, yeah. I'm all good. Um, just navigating through lockdown, as everyone is at the moment. Yeah. But you're
1: you're nearly out the other side because both you guys are in England. Um, I'm stuck here in Northern Ireland, but you guys are kind of nearly moving out into some more freedoms or?
2: Yeah, we're phase one, phase two in a couple of weeks and they're kind of, yeah, giving us a little bit of the government, should I say, are allowing us to push the boundaries with moving more. I yeah, mean,
0: that's the, yeah. And they got they got I mean, their uh, phase set up from uh, how Marvel have produced all of their movies. You know, they went for phase one and phase two. And the government, that's a good idea. Let's have a go at that. But, yeah, uh, but I've things. noticed it very quickly. I'm sure you've noticed it. Well, I don't know if you noticed know it. Where about you, Neil? Uh, northwest near Preston. Okay, so I'm in London, but I went out yesterday to walk around the park and because... We go out and wander around the park because, well, there's part of that thing. Don't want to be out too long beside everybody and, you know, don't want other people being like, oh, look at all these people. Because I remember people taking photos of people in the park and sharing them on Facebook groups and going like, look oh, at these people in the park. It's a disgrace. But uh, yeah. yesterday, holy good fuck, it was bunged. Like, it was like, this is probably not very safe if, if we're meant to be keeping distance. You know, everyone was kind of apart, but there's still a lot of people. All it would take was for one person to sneeze and it would just go, whoosh,
2: all yeah, yeah, and I think, I mean, we're lucky, we live in quite a rural area, and we're just sort of staying in our, apart from going to a supermarket once a week and doing our bits, we're still sort of staying in, it's really quiet around here, but, you know, we are lucky, we've got a back garden, we've got a drive, and I feel for people, you know, all these people are, are naming and shaming people on Facebook, <laughs> some people in London live in like a one-room, not a one-bedroom, a one-room bedsit, yeah, 50 true. floors up what are you meant to do, he's yeah. Mental health's going to come into play more than it's going to be more at risk than what COVID 19 is going to be, isn't it? So, yeah. it's, it's balance, isn't it? It is balance.
1: Um, cool. So, um, a bit of background on yourself then. So, last was it last week or the week before, Richard? I can't remember. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, it's flying. Yeah. It is
2: flying. I don't care what anyone says, the weeks are just disappearing.
1: They <laughs> are, yeah. I think it's
2: because we've got no concept of time or days at the moment, every day's just merging into each other
1: no no that's it i mean it's supposed to be a bank holiday next monday and what does that mean
0: yeah every day has been a bank holiday
1: I mean, nine, nine weeks of bank holidays it's been great actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, it? um so you you started off um on a weight loss journey in 2011 was it
2: 14 it was february 2014 yeah 500 pounds so i was just under 37 stone don't be wrong i'm six foot well nearly six foot five so i'm quite a big guy anyway but um yeah, yeah i was a bit of a unit i suppose is what you'd say
1: <laughs> and you, you're you've lost quite a
2: considerable amount of that just you? over half of my body weight yeah so i'm about uh what's our weight doing there? It was 258 pounds so yeah i'm about halfway i'm about halfway I'm about lost weight, yeah so i'm just over 18 and a half stone again like I say I'm nearly six foot five so I'm quite happy with my my current weight and that that weight
1: loss was it the weight loss journey that kind of inspired you then to look at um becoming a personal trainer and and
2: that kind of thing even from being like three or four months into my weight loss it was people had just come up to me because obviously obesity is an epidemic in the western world you know it's not going anywhere I think it's classed as something like over 30% of, um, of the UK population are classed as obese. Um, I think it's about 50% in America. I mean, the stats are just, and it's not going anywhere. So people just gravitated towards me because I was, you know, consistently losing and they just come and ask me all the time. And I just love telling them, So I was just like, so you know what? I might as well try and get paid for it while I'm <laughs> telling people how to do it. You know, and that's, yeah, it just become a passion really. So, yeah, so three three years in, um, I thought, yeah, I'm gonna go from being a company accountant to being a personal trainer. And that's kind of like the easiest access point into people recognize it as a qualification for weight loss. I don't know why. I see loads of people on Facebook like with PT after their name, like it's some sort of amazing qualification, you know. It's like it's not really, you're just a PT. But I just thought it was the sort of quickest route into people recognizing. That you can yeah. help them with their issues. Yeah.
0: That's it's it's, inter- it's interesting. Like um what whenever you were at your heaviest, um, because this is what I've noticed with uh, people who are you know big people. I've got big people in my family and stuff like that. And um, it's like they're what are you laughing at? <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> but, but the thing is what I noticed is it's not like that they they have overly bad eating habits or things like that it's not like they're sitting do you know like you've seen you've seen all those programs with like the people who need cranes to lift them out of the house and they do literally just eat all day they sit just eating like I I don't get where it comes where the tipping point is if you know what I mean
2: actually uh I labeled myself um which I can use it's a bit tongue-in-cheek but I always say I was channel five documentary fat (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's how I kind of like because yeah you do see these people and don't get me wrong they just show the one day where that's one person eats 10,000 calories if you ate 10,000 calories every single day um, and you weren't moving you would put like a 100 pounds a year on you know it, yeah it, it is when you break it down 3,500 calories is a pound of fat So when you break it down, if you put a stone on over a year, you've actually only eaten probably about 250 calories more a week on average than what you should have done. It's nothing. It's one last part. That's it. But, yeah, people just associate. They see someone that's overweight and they just think they're naturally, A, extremely lazy, and B, extremely greedy. I'm not saying there aren't people like that, but that's just the the kind of um, association that, unfortunately – People that are a happy and healthy weight, as I call it, have of obese people.
0: Mm. That's where I see. I, this is where I feel like I fall in, is because I am lazy and I am greedy. But uh, I just try and squash everything under my hat and uh, then keep it <laughs> keeps it all in.
1: But you see, I, like I, this might surprise you guys, right? But I'm I'm a I'm a little bit overweight, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit of a bit overweight but I've always found that as well that, that when when I'm talking to people I, I can kind of feel like they know that I'm lazy and greedy you know what I mean just
0: well like even you're talking to me we're trying to write some fantastic new bits and you just look at me and think I'm going you're so lazy and greedy I'm going
2: for a lie down I'll be back I'll be back in 10 minutes I'm going for a
1: lie
0: down <laughs>
1: you know what i mean there is there is that all, almost you can kind of see it in people whenever they kind of meet you that there is this kind of assumption yeah
0: that,
1: uh, with that kind of thing
2: you know um i would think there's like, different there's different sort of levels of of being overweight as well you know there's the there's the builder that eats you know a bacon and egg body every morning they've just got a bit of a tummy on them and this that and the other and then all the way up to being super morbidly obese which is what i classed myself as and don't get me wrong I was lazy and I was greedy, but possibly not to quite the extent that people assume that you are, do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, unfortunately, people that do have weight issues are just stereotyped, aren't they? 100%. Yeah. You just get the phrase, stop eating.
0: Stop eating. So what you're saying basically is, so you're saying it's this kind of thing of that, well, you just you did just said it, that it could be the equivalent of just like one Mars bar or something. You with the amount of weight that you could put on or lose over the course of a year, it's
2: one hundred percent. People just they demonize food. They just look at a pizza or a McDonald's and go, "It's this that's making me fat." And it's not. It's all about calories. Calories in, calories out. It's you know it is down to science. And it's yeah, it's such a small margin that increases weight but again you only need quite a small margin to decrease your weight it's just being consistent with it but unfortunately people go to what they just go to extremes. so i need to lose weight so i'm going to go to the gym six times a week i'm never going to eat uh, a kfc again pizza or ice cream and this is why weight loss is hard because there's just no one seems to go for that middle ground it's one or the other i'm going to be yeah. super greedy and not move or i'm going to do six bits of exercise a week and eat you know two rye eaters and sniff a bit of lettuce a day. (laughs) You know, it is. It's just like, meet meet yourself in the middle. Yeah. And, you know, and that's just the way, you know, it is the way to, it's the way I've done it. I used to try to lose weight that way. But now I just, you know, I just went and met myself in the middle. And it's kind of what I teach people to do now to try and have a successful, you know, weight loss journey. I
1: think that's quite interesting because when I... I worked for richard's parents when they were on as um on front of house so i was managing events and weddings and stuff like that there so what i would have had it would have it would have involved a lot of moving about over the course of a day a lot of moving a lot of lifting but because of the environment i was in i was um eating very very rich heavy calorie laden foods like um, there was one day where um, the only thing I ate all day was two massive balls of goat cheese and two fillet steaks.
2: <laughs> you know, that was amazing. Because, because that's it was, the keto diet. That's the that's the Atkins diet. Just mm. to be really cheese and steak. <laughs> <laughs> but it is calorie laden. You know, I mean, it...
1: exactly. So even though I was walking, like. Way over ten thousand steps a day, and I was lifting heavy stuff all day. I was still packing in the calories because I was only eating the very like I wasn't going for the lettuce or the the bit of salad. I was just eating that whatever I could get my hands on yeah. as quick as. Possible. And you know, and unfortunately, Dad's uh, Richard's Dad's cooking is exceptional. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and you know, it's one of the, but it's one of those things as well in that in that kind of environment especially. It is that kind of um, because you don't you don't go for the piece of lettuce or the whatever. Not that I ever would, but you you know it's like because you're fighting with all the other people who are working there as well. So you go fuck. There's a steak. I need to get the steak. I'm going to get that steak right now, and I'm going to stick it on a fork and eat it like an ice cream. Like I have done that and just gone. Ah, 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 you know, but salad
2: bowl is never the first thing to go at a buffet, is it? It's what you
0: like. <laughs> it's what you you know when you get there an hour
2: late and it's like. Shit, the celery and lettuce left, and <laughs> you know the sausage on sticks and the sausage rolls and the, you know, the sandwiches—they de- yeah. get detonated, don't they? You'll get one tray of half cooked chicken legs and a little bit of lettuce left at the end, you know. And there's a reason for that. Well, here, uh,
0: Neil, whenever you started your weight loss journey, what was the in terms of what was harder for you to adapt to? Was it the taking on a bit, little bit of exercise or altering your diet? Like, was there stuff, food that you were like, I should be eating that, but I can't stand it, and I don't want to? Do you
2: know what? That was always my mentality throughout my life when I tried to lose weight. And I just... Um, and even when I knew I was going to start losing weight, because everyone says, why do tomorrow what you need today? But it's not like that. You've got to get yourself... It's like quitting any sort of yeah. addiction, smoking, alcohol, gambling. You've got to get yourself into that kind of mindset. and So I started on a Monday, and... I, <laughs> like a lot of people do only start a diet. The Sunday night I went for a Chinese and I'm like, I'm having 35 dishes from the Chinese because tomorrow I'm going to be healthy. And I remember standing there in the Chinese and going, it was busy. It was really busy. And I think there was two people out of 12 waiting for their order that had a weight issue. Everyone else was like, what I call again, a happy and healthy weight. I'm like, how come they can eat a Chinese Mm. and not be fat? Yeah. I eat a Chinese and I can be fat. And I am fat. And it kind of gave me that, do you know what, I can eat a Chinese, I just need to, you know, rather than I'm picking up 30 pounds worth of food for me, I probably should just be having a main course and rice and maybe a spring roll, do you know what I mean? And it's just kind of, again, it's that, it is that, that sort of, that sort of balance, but exercise was the hardest, exercise was because I had a lot of physical health issues when I first started, and this was one of my main Triggers. I'd always suffer with my mental health. So I suffer with depression on and off all my life. And again, I kind of feel depression can be a little bit hereditary. My dad was bipolar. So he was very up and down throughout my life. And it kind of gravitates over to you know the environment that you live in. Yeah. Physical, don't get me wrong, when I look back now, I had physical disabilities when I was 20, 22, 23 from my obesity, but I never felt it impacting my life until I hit my 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had what was called good days and bad days. Some days I'd wake up, I couldn't stand up because the pain through my knees and my feet was just ridiculous. And even now my feet are like, I squashed them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like you see these Amazonian tribes that put their, their plates in there. That's what my yeah. heels look like. They're like they're that, you know. <laughs> they are. And um, it's it, yeah, so it was the case of, I, I never exercised in my life the most I ever got to was walking the dog the odd time you know when I when I could be bothered um but that's where I started walking the dog when I had a good day and my joints were behaving themselves I just started to walk more and and then even after two months even being the size was just two months of eating better and trying to walk every day if I could just it just it's amazing how much it made me feel and then I just joined it. I joined a gym a couple of months in. And again, I know everyone's like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, blah, 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 blah. But I just associated fit and healthy people went to the gym. I learned now from working in a gym that that's not the case. Quite unfit and very unhealthy people go to a gym as well. But that was just my association. So I was like, All right, I'm going to join the gym. And I think my mentality at the time, I just knew I had to do it because yeah. I probably wouldn't be here now if I didn't. So that is kind of what drove me to, to keep going. And then once it just become a bit of a routine, and rather than saying, right, I'm gonna go to the gym every day, I need to go to the gym, I'm gonna walk on a I, I didn't, I just went when I just went twice a week when my joints were behaving. Yeah. And then yeah. when I felt a bit better, I started going three times a week. And for the first eight and nine months, I never went more than three times a week to the gym. And I went first thing in the morning because it was nice and quiet, because I was self-conscious and um, Yeah, so exercise was the hardest, but rather than punishing myself to uh, to to do it all the time, I just got that mentality. Am I doing more than what I used to do? Yeah, right. Well that's enough for now, you know, and it's yeah. Well it 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 can work, you know, it's just that that was my mentality anyway.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's it. It seems like a very good approach. Like, I know i my approach to things like that is never good I'm not one for exercise and, and a couple of years ago like a few years ago <laughs> I tried to make i tried to I, it's a long time it's over six years like I tried to I tried a couple of years a few years ago six years ago and um, before I moved to London um we were going <clears throat> myself and my other half were going to the gym quite a lot back home um but again not maybe four days a week um but then I was doing uh, but what I thought my for me anyway because even now, I don't want to go back to a gym now, Um, because I found the people that I liked, you know, like I found the classes, and I found the kind of routines and the way and the behaviors of people, I was like, I, this this works for me, and yeah. now I, it's not there, and it's like, no, I don't want to go to this new gym and try these new people's fucking ideas of what, what's good, because I know what I like, and that's back home, and I want that instead, you know, <laughs> which is obviously a bad thing, because I could actually get my ass up and try and maybe sort myself out of it, but that exercise
2: happen. is important exercise is important more for mental and physical health than mm. it is for weight loss just moving more is important for weight loss i always say you never see a fat postman yeah. they might yeah. never <laughs> go to the gym in their life but again like aj was saying before doing 10 15 000 steps a day as a waiter if you weren't binging on goat's cheese and fillet steak you would have seen <laughs> the scales come down do you know what i mean and i don't mean yeah the sense you had to cut everything out, but if you were just probably a bit more responsible with what you were eating, um, and just a little bit of willpower to go, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to eat this. Yeah. Just moving more. I, I train now about nine times a week, um, but it's my hobby. And it's something I love doing. Yeah. But even now, the amount of calories I burn in a week, only about 10 to 15% yeah. of them are through exercise. I burn the majority, just like you will and you, AJ, will burn the majority of your calories going to the supermarket, walking around your house, walking around the park, you know, walking the dog. It is honestly, you know, just cleaning the house. Mm. You give your house a good deep clean, you burn 450 calories. That's exactly the same as doing a weight session in the gym. So people need to get out of this. I have to exercise to lose weight. You don't, but you yeah. do have to move more. You have to. Yeah.
0: Something that I do notice that when I'm cleaning the house, you yeah, know, if I'm, I go quite vigorously and then yeah, well. it's like, I like fucking hell, I've got, a, I've got a sweat on all I've been doing is yeah. the hoovering.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's just movement. It's just a movement. And this is what I try and promote to all my clients. You know, if you can only go to the gym once or twice a week, fantastic. That's all you need to do. But you know, if, if it's a five-minute drive, then it's a two-minute – sorry, if it's a two-minute drive, it's a five, six-minute walk. Mm. So, you know, and again, Rich, you're saying to me you don't do a lot of exercise. If you live in London and you don't own a car, you've only got one mode of transport. You have yeah. transport, but how do you get to the bus? Yeah, yeah, how do you yeah. you get to the train? You have yeah. to walk there, you know. it's So, it, although you might think you don't do any exercise, you subconsciously do.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, like even since the whole, this whole thing started, we've been very uh, consciously, we've been going for a walk every day. Now, there's maybe been one or two days that we've missed it, but never in a row. Um, you know, we've con- we've been gone. i walk walked around the park and come back. Everything. Every how, many single day. Are
2: going, how many people are going for a walk? It's just yeah. like, where are all these people? I mean, like I say, we live in a little village and we live down the lane and it's a really nice room. It's like a circle sort of walk around. I'm like, who are these people just walking down? This is when we're in full lockdown at the beginning and they all live in the village. And I'm like, why don't you just do this in the first, you know, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's actually, exactly.
1: It's actually been one of the biggest things is that we've got, that we are actually able to see people getting out and moving around. And, and you do see people kind of enjoying that more, you know, because it's been taken away from them, the, the complete freedom. Yeah. So... Really enjoy them, the, the walk
0: that they do get. Yeah, I think so. I I and you, do you know what? It's like, it's like my theory is like attractive people hide and uh, and then they come out at times like this. It's like if you go if if there's a really nice day and there's a concert on, all the attractive people come out to go to that concert. Like, hey, where have all these people been? Well, these guys and girls are all really good looking, and they just keep themselves. It's kind of happening again now. It's like they keep the, the, the good looking people stay hidden, and then they all come out in the nice weather for a quick walk. You know, because they need to walk. It's like, there they are. Wow. <laughs> nice. And
2: it's, trendy. it's a trendy thing to do yeah. going for a walk. So it's like, I'm going to go for a walk because it's, it's faster to Yeah. with. Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, you, after you lost a, a huge amount of weight, you got to a certain point where you actually had, and I don't know we've talked about this, you've had a lot of extra kind of skin and stuff like that there left over. Um, and you've actually undergone, is it two
2: operations to get some of that removed? Yeah, I two skin removal operations. My first one was July 2016. So I was just over two years into, and uh, yeah, breast augmentation. So I had a breast reduction. Um, I went to the NHS in January 2016. Um, and I went too soon. You know, I was like a lot of people's mentality. We always want a quick fix, don't we? Because if we didn't, the National Lottery wouldn't be a business. You know, we love a quick fix. Um, and I went too soon, but I did. I had quite a lot of loose skin. Um, and the NHS were literally like, you probably still need to lose about another six or seven stone before we'll even contemplate um, doing any skin removal. And they basically said the only skin removal we'll actually do as well is your stomach, because that could cause health complications further down the line. The rest of it is vanity. But yeah, I kind of had, you know, my chest was. Yeah, I could probably look like I'd given birth to about 30 kids because it was down to down to my hips, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was something I was self-conscious about. I was enjoying swimming and that. So I went private to have my chest done, which is still one of the best things I ever um, decided to, to have done. And it, it did need doing. Um, especially when I was exercising. And then yeah, last year, June May, end of May last year, I had a fleur lis abdominoplasty. So they basically cut from the centre of your chest, um, right in a triangle format down to your hips. Is that
0: why it's called a fleur-de-lis? Do they cut in the shape of a fleur-de-lis? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so they cut from the centre of your chest down to your hips and then uh, across um, the top of your pubic bone and then basically just pull it all in and and zip you up. They remove just over 12 pounds of skin in that operation. Yeah, well, really after, mate.
1: after that, did you kind of feel like you were kind of near the end? Of yeah,
2: that? yeah, it was weird. It's kind of like the final, it was the final piece for me in the jigsaw because my stomach was, uh, I mean, I had a, mat, a lot of loose skin. Um, and I used to get pressure sores. So when I was obese, I got pressure sores. Like if I wore like pants with a belt, um, But I still got them, even though I've lost all this weight. If I was wearing jeans or anything like that, because the skin had overlap, and I'd get pressure sores, and I suffer with. Well, I used to suffer with psoriasis, which is I don't know if you know about. It. It's a bit like an eczema thing, where yeah. your skin yeah. um, it, it heals itself three times quicker than it would normally. So you just get a lot of dry skin. And when I was obese, and there's no cure for uh, for psoriasis. There's different ointments that can help it, but there's no cure. And I had about 50% body coverage when I was obese, but they do say stress and obesity are two of the main triggers, and it, it literally disappeared, but I still got it a little bit in the folds of my loose skin, so that's why the NHS did it, really, because you know your skin gets thinner the older you get. It's one organ that will constantly keep growing. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah it was but now i've had it done i said when i had that done that'd be it but now i've still got if i just show you i've kind of got like so my stomach is kind of flat now because i've had the skin removal but then it's, i've still got it on my hips and on my back so i'm kind of like i'm gonna have those done and I'm, i'll have to pay privately for them but i think down further down line i might
0: and done. do you notice it instantly? Like, like when, like obviously you wake up a bit groggy from the surgery. But you were saying that was twelve pounds removed. Like, was it the kind of like, oh, oh, I can move a lot easier. But you know, get up. You know, it, it, it's literally. I mean,
2: the first week after skin removal surgery is one of the most. It is absolutely. Every time you move, and obviously you've got this scar. But even now, I mean, I'm. It'd be twelve months next week since I had it done. It's still really tight. It takes about two years for it to fully sort of heal and become supple. And, and um, but yeah, you kind of wake up and then you just sort of look down, and there was just like this white bandage. And it's like, wow, where's all my. <laughs> but I, I remember managing about after, after a, you try and get you up the next day to move around because obviously blood flow heals. And I remember going into the toilet very slowly, still had a cannula in with a drip. And I've just sort of lifted up my T-shirt and just looked at myself for the first time. And it is—it is like that instant, like it's gone, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah. that's wild.
2: Yeah, that's uh, I wish I'd done it in America. I don't know if you again. I say about Channel Five document Channel Five documentaries. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of uh, shows on TLC in America, like My Three Thousand Yes P- Family and My Six Hundred Pound Life. And I love watching these. I do, honestly, I absolutely love watching them because it aids research for me. But I just know what these people are kind of going through. But yeah. they do their skin removal. They do it in a hit. And it's like they literally take... In a, if they've been in America, they literally cut the whole band and just pull you down and sew you up. Ooh. Yeah, and you... And you're out of action for about six months, something like that. (laughs) Does that not mean your nipples are about here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, I actually, if you want me to go a little bit graphic, they actually cut, when I have my chest done, they cut my nipples off Mm -hmm. and then reattach them. And there is something like uh, about a 40%, a 40 50% chance that they won't take so they just kind of shrivel up and drop off. And then the NHS pay for you to have nipples tattooed on your chest.
0: <laughs> so um, do you have real nipples or tattooed nipples? I
2: Well, listen, I've got real nipples. Mine took, and there's something like a 3% chance that the nerve endings will reconnect and you'll get feeling in them. And I literally can get a nip on. Even when it's cold... <laughs> Which is, like, pretty unheard of when you have the surgery I have. So, yeah, it's... Uh, wow.
0: And where do they put them while they're doing it? Like, do they stick them to your arm or something? If I was a surgeon, I'd be, like, resting them
2: on my forehead. <laughs> yeah. or, you know, taking pictures or having, yeah. having a selfie with random nipples. Somebody put it,
0: yeah, somebody's got them over their eyes and stuff. Yeah,
2: you know? yeah. yeah, like, like so. cucumber. Like cucumber pieces. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> I saw I saw a surgery video of a guy. Um, well, I don't know what surgery he was getting done. I can only assume, but it was one of those things. You could see like the operating room, but really all they did was just pan the camera around to this guy's arm, and he had his dick on his arm, like <laughs> just sitting there, with his penis on his arm, and they're like just like poking at it and pointing at it. Oh yeah, and then was, oh, yeah. that was the end of it. I was like, okay, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> so if we wanted to
1: um, find out more about this and find out more about you and and, and your videos, because I know you you started building, yeah, I want up- to find
0: out more about you. What's your address and your phone number and uh, <laughs> where do you live?
2: Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just screenshot you the Google directions and you can just pull that out there. Yeah. Mean. Um, yeah so um, I'm kind of in the midst of. So I sell the real lost boss about. Eight months ago now, just because I wanted to hit a wider audience. I was kind of saturated in my local area. Um and I just want to help as many people as I can, like I was saying at the beginning of the video, we you know, obesity is an epidemic, so um, so yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram at real lost boss. Um, and I'm on YouTube as well. If you just search YouTube, the real lost boss. Um, if you get a hundred subscribers on YouTube, you can have a custom URL. So I can have youtube.com slash real lost boss. I'm at eighty four subscribers, so I need sixteen more. So I can't give you a proper YouTube URL, but I will have it. But if you just put the real lost boss into YouTube, um, let's see we. Um, to- ha- Sorry, go on. Let's see if we can get up get up to a
1: hundred with this. Then
2: we'll see if we. I know that's yeah. how, if I get to a hundred, I can have a custom URL. After that, I'm not bothered. I'm happy then, as long as it you know. <laughs> Rather well, than having loads of numbers and letters. Um, and soon I will have my website up and running, which will be www.thereallostboss.com. I only know that because I own the domain name. It's not yeah. been associated to a website yet. <laughs> That's been built at the moment, and I'm yeah. writing yeah. loads of blogs and content to go on there. So, but yeah, at the moment, Facebook uh, and Instagram at RealLostBoss um, and YouTube. Yeah. And Real so lots of advice and tips and different bits and pieces on there and then eventually i'm gonna have some kind of like plans and stuff for people to follow that want to go on a weight loss journey
0: and Is there, although you were saying, you know, it is a case of, like someone said this to me, actually, uh, somebody that I worked with once said, we all know the secret to losing weight. It's eat less, move more, which is essentially what you're suggesting. Um, You know, don't be greedy. and keep Eat less,
2: move more. It's a saying I use, but it's one I hate because you're asking people that have weight issues to do two things that they just really don't (laughs) want to do. And it is a case of like, stop eating and get walking. And, you know, I always say to people, it's the same as saying to an alcoholic, Put that drink down, or uh, gamble. That I stop going to the bookies. Or, it's
0: just not. Yeah, that. I suppose that it's is a, the
2: basic concept. That is the basic yeah.
0: concept. I suppose it's changing the it's changing the perception of it. Like I was watching, I was watching an old Parkinson interview the other day, and uh, Billy Connolly and Michael Caine were on it, and they were talking about how Billy Connolly used to drink, but Michael Caine still does. And he says, you know, I never wanted to get to a stage where I couldn't enjoy a glass of wine with my with my dinner. So, I just had to then just watch what I was drinking, I just, you know, I didn't stop, but I just had to not go mad.
2: 100%, you know, to lose weight, you just need to eat less calories than what you burn. That is it. If you do that, the excess calories that are required by the body will be taken from your energy stores, which if you have a weight issue will predominantly be fat. It's how you approach that. And that was my biggest change. I can tell you diet plans and exercises and all this, The biggest change I made was my mentality and approach towards weight loss. And if you change that, you know, not going to extremes, realising that sometimes the scales will go up. They're not going to come down every time. They will go up. You know, um, you don't need to go to the gym 10 times. You don't need to do all these things. just little changes and keeping them consistent. took me four years, nearly four years, to get to my what I call happy and healthy weight. You know, and I always say, if you've got a long-term problem, you need a long-term solution. Yeah. You're never going to eat a piece of bread again for the rest of your life. Of course you are. So stop thinking that's going to help you lose weight. It's not. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's yeah. great. I, go, I I feel completely justified in eating McDonald's now. <laughs> it's
2: I put on my Instagram, my Facebook all the time. I sit there with like a double cheeseburger and a chicken sandwich, six nuggets and I'm a bit flurry. But I'm like, I've moved quite a bit this week and I was pretty good Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So why the hell can't I smash 2,000 calories of McDonald's in? My body doesn't yeah. know the difference between whether you're eating a chicken salad or a double cheeseburger. It hasn't got a flipping clue. It just recognises calorie value. So stop demonising all these things. Just enjoy them more responsibly. That's the, that's the key. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> can this stuff. <laughs> yes. But probably lots not of, from Netflix because they yeah, the vodka. Food things to African children, apparently. That's what I've been told. I didn't realise that when I bought it, but there we go.
0: Well, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you so much. Um, uh, cheers, guys. I enjoyed enjoy it.
2: As you can guess, I love talking and I never show up, so that's why I am. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's great. Enjoy the golf, is
2: Yeah, we're allowed to go out, so I'm going for a cheeky, uh, just a cheeky nine holes. No, I'm the worst golfer in the world. Oh, it's you dirty way. bugger. Just an excuse for a bit of sun and... Uh, <laughs> The best way to ruin a good walk. Who said I can't remember. Was it Winston Churchill? can uh, yeah. <laughs> Very Take good. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you very much for your All time. Thanks for listening to me. No worries. Take care. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Yep. Richard and AJ's Wardrobe of Life podcast is available
2: on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Check out our YouTube channel, Richard and AJ Video.